The Hartford understands protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid- to large-size companies like yours to help manage risk, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. Let the Hartford help protect what's unique about your business. Learn how at thehartford.com. Meet Gary. Gary's about to become an Einstein in an instant. Whoa, Einstein hair. I like it. That's right, Gary, because you're using Salesforce powered by Einstein AI to connect data, predict business trends, generate personalized content, and wow customers. I do feel a lot smarter. Because you're not just Gary anymore. You're Gary, empowered by Einstein AI. Did you hear that, team? I'm an Einstein. Oh, can I get a selfie? The number one AI CRM. Now everyone's an Einstein with Salesforce. Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. Will the environment benefit from Democratic attorneys general who rode a blue wave into office? The new AGs could do a U-turn on lawsuits by their Republican predecessors, which challenged tighter federal environmental regulations. Joining me is Richard Ravez, a professor at NYU Law School and director of the Institute for Policy Integrity. Richard, first explain the kinds of environmental lawsuits that Republican AGs have brought in the past few years. Well, Republican AGs were extremely active during the Obama administration, primarily in the environmental area, challenging uh, the big-ticket regulations uh, that the Obama administration put in place with respect to greenhouse gases, hazardous air pollutants, and other matters. That effort was led, among others, by Scott Pruitt when he was the Attorney General of, of Oklahoma, and, uh, and those efforts continued throughout the Obama administration. Now, Democrats uh, won four AG seats from Republicans in Colorado, Michigan, Nevada, and Wisconsin. In what states could that make a difference for environmental lawsuits? Well, it could make a difference everywhere. Democratic attorneys general have been challenging actions of the Trump administration, just like their Republican counterparts had challenged actions of the Obama administration. So they've challenged efforts to suspend, delay, and stay Obama administration regulations, and then more recently are involved in the ongoing efforts to repeal and roll back regulations. So this is going to add more states to the mix. They're already, uh, for many of these cases, 15 to 20 attorneys general involved in the litigation against the Trump administration, and now there are likely to be more. So that's one general way in which this is going to make a difference. But also, with respect to specific things in a particular state, having an attorney general who can be involved is significant. So, for example, if there's a dispute about the use of federal coal in Colorado, having a Democratic attorney general in Colorado is going to mean that that litigation is going to look different than it would have looked before the election when there was a Republican attorney general. Are lawsuits the right way to make or change policy for the environment? Well, policies are changed through regulation, but these days we live in this very contentious world in which every major regulation is challenged. Um, It's either going to be challenged by Democratic attorneys general or Republican attorneys general, by 
environmental, um, national environmental organizations or by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. So in the first instance, the policy is made through regulation by the federal government, also by state governments, but then everything of significance ends up being litigated and the courts uh, end up deciding whether the regulation is valid or not. Whether this is a good thing or not is a big topic, uh, but it is a world we live in, and that's not likely to change anytime soon. Is there any danger with new AGs just dropping out of cases or reversing course for a state? Any reason why they shouldn't do that in certain cases? No, they absolutely should do that. I mean, these are very significant positions. They often ran for office uh, saying that they now um, that what they want to do is oppose the efforts of the Trump administration to roll back environmental standards and others, and they absolutely should do what they promised the voters they will do. And this causes no harm at all, because in all of these cases, there already are Democratic attorneys general involved. And so the question is, we'll go from having 15 people challenging, 15 attorneys general challenging a Trump administration regulation to having 19, or going, we'll go from 18 to 22. This is going to cause no hardship to anyone. Um, it's the way this world works. And in part, these attorneys general were elected precisely because they expressed their strong opposition to the policies of the Trump administration and their desire to challenge them. And that's precisely what they should do. Now, Republican legislatures in North Carolina, Wisconsin, and Michigan responded to Democrats taking over the state house by moving to limit the power of the governors or the AGs to represent the state in court. Will that work? And is that right? Well, I don't think that um, responding to an election in which um, a Democratic governor or a Democratic attorney general is elected by having a Republican legislature uh, cut the powers from what they had historically been is, is the right approach. Um, that is definitely not the right approach. That, that can only really happen in states where there is divided control between the legislature uh, and the executive branch, and there are a few states for which that's the case. Um, I think those have been bad developments. And, they, and then they're going to end up being challenged in court, in state court, as matters of state law, so we don't quite yet know um, what the answer, what the ultimate answer to those efforts will be. It seems like Congress should be the one updating or revising the environmental laws. When was the last time that Congress made a serious effort to do that? The last really significant effort were the 1990 amendments of the Clean Air Act. Um, there have been some more recent efforts, including the Lautenberg Act that amended the uh, Toxic Substance Control Act, which is you know, quite recent. There were uh, amendments to the Safe Drinking Water Act in 1996. But generally, 1990 is seen as the last really comprehensive effort uh, by Congress. Uh, the next one would have been uh, Waxman-Markey, the effort to have a national cap-and-trade scheme for greenhouse gases. Thanks, Richard. That's Richard Revez, a professor at NYU Law School. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. The Hartford understands protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. 
The Hartford team can provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid- to large-sized companies like yours to help manage risk, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. Let the Hartford help protect what's unique about your business. Learn how at thehartford.com. Meet Gary. Gary's about to become an Einstein in an instant. Whoa, Einstein hair. I like it. That's right, Gary, because you're using Salesforce powered by Einstein AI to connect data, predict business trends, generate personalized content, and wow customers. I do feel a lot smarter. Because you're not just Gary anymore. You're Gary, empowered by Einstein AI. Did you hear that, team? I'm an Einstein. Oh, can I get a selfie? The number one AI CRM. Now everyone's an Einstein with Salesforce.